0: Edition of Midweek Menches. I am your Mench point guard, Mench host, whatever you want to call me. Christy, I'm man. And this week we got Ann up in Brooklyn. We got Schweitz in the Great White North. We got Papo John's down south in Miami. And we got Steak Sauce wandering a beautiful campus of, I don't know if he's at a soccer game, I feel like he's on location, like, you know, hard-hitting journalists on the beat, you know, uh, uh, burning rubber soles of, of his shoes, whatever whatever those old you know sayings and slang is for, for reporters and stuff. Uh, hope you guys got a lot of topics this week. We didn't do much of a pregame. I just wanted to start start with something real quick. Um, I wanted to find out what everybody's watching streaming right now, uh, if you are streaming anything. I am watching this cartoon on Amazon Prime called Invincible, and I don't know if anybody has watched it, but holy shit. Okay, Schweitz is raising his hand. This is one of the best shows I have ever seen. I'm only like four or five episodes in, and I, I feel like I say that about a lot, so I'm probably over-exaggerating a little bit, but... It's one of the bloodiest, most violent shows I've watched. It is like, it's a cartoon, and you feel like it kind of has the style of like the Batman animated series. Did anybody watch that Uh, back in the day, back in the 90s? I was seeing some nods. Okay. It's kind of got that style, but then it like takes a hard left turn, and I won't spoil anything. Do yourself a favor. If you have the ability to watch this, watch it. If not, just pirate it because it's Jeff Bezos' company. Who gives a shit? Uh, watch it any way you can. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about it. It is fantastic. And the end of the first episode, if that doesn't grip you, then it's probably not going to be a show for you. And I understand that. Uh, what are you guys streaming right now? Who wants to go first? Anybody got a show that they're like super invested in right now? I know I'm throwing you this on the – Ant, you got something.
1: So I'll go because, you know, I'm sure the other guys will have better stuff. To be fair, most of the stuff we end up streaming tends to be older stuff. Okay, okay. Um, So you like revisiting I currently – like my daughter loves to watch TV, so we started streaming Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, hell yeah. Which goes back a couple years, but a bunch of her friends had watched it, and we had sort of run the gamut of the shows that are sort of – Shout that out that, to she, Mike that sure. she's interested in or her and her siblings are interested in. And so that's when we're streaming. Gotcha. Also, my wife can watch Shit Creek on repeat. And I mean, <laughs> she watches every episode. She falls asleep. She just keeps it going.
0: I see Stan nodding She starts over yeah. from the
1: beginning and literally like, I think I've watched the whole soup to nuts like five times that whole thing. So that's what I end up tend to screaming is, is stuff that either I've watched previously or stuff that, you know, I'm getting my kids interested in or, or they're sort of throwing their – Hey, we want something to watch that is sort of age appropriate yep. that they watch by themselves or watch with us. And
0: that's that's the good that's the good comfort food right there. Something that you you know the lines to, you know the beats of, you know you know what to expect. You know, like yep. that's that's that good reassuring stuff. Uh, State, do you have anything streaming? You are are you in uh, hot sauce watching anything right now? me and hot sauce have been streaming uh
2: old seasons of hell's kitchen and just kind of watching them backwards Ooh. and uh we're both big uh foodies and cooking show nuts and gordon Ramsey's such a great personality
0: right Right. but our,
2: our oldest son recently got invested because he just kind of like he'd be playing on his laptop and like seeing gordon yelling at people right so he say, Oh, he wanted to watch the season so now he's watching with us we went back to watch seasons we haven't watched which is nice because these kids are at an age where they don't want anything to do with us like I don't see their faces, like, <laughs> peek up from above their laptop or tablets half the time. Right. So it's cool. And then I guess they released some kind of, like, Stranger Things package or uh, uh, downloads for Roblox. So okay. my youngest son, is, like, just discovered Stranger Things. And he's super into horror movies and scary stuff. So we started uh, Stranger Things recently. We got
1: the uh, season one finale tonight when I get home.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stranger that- Things,
1: definitely a great show. My, it my, is. My kids love it. We can't wait for the new season to come out.
0: And you know, I
2: enjoyed it just for the nostalgia, for the '80s nostalgia. Right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then- You get into it, it's a great story, too, and it's really well-acted, and it's like, yeah, it's just awesome.
0: It's it's that perfect blend. What's so good about it is you get all the nostalgia, but with the sensibilities and filmmaking of a modern show. So, like, Mm -hmm. the pacing is there. Like, it doesn't lose the interest of kids today and what they're used to because that's a huge thing. Like, I'll break out, like, a movie that I grew up with that I love and, like, that I know – I know when all the beats are, but my kids don't. So, like, I'm afraid they're going to get bored with it or not have the same reaction to it that I did. So, Stranger Things is that perfect mesh of, of all those things.
2: And that happens constantly now with movies. Like, my kids can't sit down and watch a movie. Like, right. we put it on and 10 minutes in, they're like, how much time is left? Uh, an hour and 45 minutes? I'm out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they can watch, watch 10 hour-long episodes back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Back, 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 back. Right we'll sit down and watch one thing for two hours. It's just it's impossible. And I guess that's just that's a streaming generation, I guess, you know. It is.
0: It is. And honestly, like my brain is starting to get warped by this, this process as well. Like even I'm like, oh my God, I I don't know if I I, like, do I really want to watch a movie right now? And then before I know it, I've watched three episodes of Invincible or whatever the hell other show it is. And I'm like, I could have watched Titanic and Braveheart back to back (laughs) with as many, you know, friggin episodes.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, John, I I see you nodding along. What are, what are you uh, streaming in your household right now? K dramas, K dramas. Okay, so these are this is the, the TV side of the K pop world. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, and they have a whole bunch of genres within you know, like you would expect. There's some like K K pop um, K dramas, which uh, feature you know these K pop uh, idols and things like that. That I'm not so much into. Okay, but all these other uh, storylines that they have and they're very well acted. They're they're for the most part, light and fluffy. So you don't, you don't really get down when you watch it. Sure. I can't get my, my kids and my wife interested in watching them. Um, but their storylines and their, their, the creativity is, is pretty crazy. Um, one of them that I'm watching right now and it's, um, it's, well, it just wrapped up. That's the other thing. It's not like American TV where you go and you have uh, cheers for, you know, 15 seasons or. Right, or, right. They generally wrap up in one season, 16 episodes.
0: Oh, so, okay. So 16 episodes to a season. And usually like the story is like self-contained within that season. That's right. And and it has a,
3: it has closure has a conclusion. Nice. And they're, um, for instance, like this one that I just finished up called beauty inside. I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it brief. Uh, the premise is you have this, this famous actress, um, and, uh, for five days out of a month, uh, and this is going to sound sexist, but she she changes, but not in that way, not not in the way you're thinking. Uh-huh. Um, she she basically becomes a different person. She could become uh, a kid. She can become a man, an old man and this. And they just throw these wacky things at you. Oh, weird. Um, and and, you know, they resolve. And so they build the other thing is they're like an hour and 8 minutes long so they're and there's no commercial so it's like an hour and 8 minutes huh. and uh i i highly recommend k dramas if you want something you know you can get deep and and dark into that i i generally stay away from that to get into a better mindset right right but uh k dramas are are great and um i can you know if when we post this i can i can also reply to the post with, with a whole bunch of K-dramas.
0: So what platform are you watching these on?
3: Um, So the, the, the taste, if you will, was Netflix. Okay. So I watched everything there was on Netflix, uh, conventional stuff. And then when everything started sucking, um, I was like, okay, let me go to international (laughs) stuff. And I started watching like stuff from Denmark and stuff from um, Finland and all these. And I happened to run across, us a, a show called Strong Girl Bong Soon and and after that I was hooked and the Netflix algorithm just got me and once I went through the Netflix catalog uh I had to go to and pay for um this service called Vicky by Rakuten that uh-huh. that like Chinese website or whatever so I paid for a service and I have access to Pretty much all Asian TV shows, both historical and and also the the so the legacy ones, and also the ones that are are current. Okay, so I just okay. I watch cool. those when I have the chance. You know, playoffs and K dramas. That's oh, my yeah. life.
0: Nice. Uh, I always I, uh, I always appreciate when a show uh, doesn't stick to the sixty minute or forty five minute like format. When they just like you know one episode could be thirty two minutes long because that's the chapter. It's like a book, right? Like a book isn't twenty. 20 pages to every single chapter. It's as long or as short as the author wants it to be. I always appreciate when a when a show actually uses that that same premise. Uh Schweitz what have what have you been streaming? Holy cow. Say that five times fast. Schweitz no. what are you streaming uh in your house right now?
4: Well, right now uh we have uh two small children, so our schedules are sort of all over the place right. and um I tend to sort of curate what my wife and I watch because I tend to know. Okay, this is about this. This might be a little too heavy for right now. With sure. we're both sleep deprived, that kind of stuff. So okay. we've been watching uh, Hacks. Uh, oh, on HBO. An HBO show. Yep, yep. Jean um,
0: Smart, I believe, uh, is the lead actress in that from Designing yes. Women, right?
4: Correct. Uh, we've been watching that. Uh, my wife watches a ton kind of stuff on her own while I'm doing a bunch of stuff around the house, and then I will watch. I'll watch a ton of movies and stuff like at night when you know when they finally go down. Uh, Letterkenny is one that I will recommend to everyone. I believe it's on Hulu in the states. Right. Um, if you like Lebitor, you will like Letterkenny. There's a <laughs> there's a st- there's a sort of childish style of humor that works really well. That um, I recommend it to everybody. That's uh,
0: that's definitely a good crossover fandom right there. Schweitz. Yeah. Yes. Is there any similarity to uh, Letterkenny and Trailer Park Boys?
4: uh A little bit, um like they they will appeal to the same group of people.
0: Yes, they absolutely will. <laughs> there
4: there there's there's a different production value, but uh if, yeah, if you like Trailer Park I mean, Boys, you will probably,
2: Trailer Park Boys. So yeah, should I check it out? Yes, I I
4: highly recommend. Like I tell everybody, Letter Kenny. Like I watched the first episode, I don't know last year at some point, and I just like I am hooked. I quote it all the time. I do suggest because it's it's very quick, so uh, watch with subtitles. If you if you want to, because you'll you'll miss a lot of the jokes if you don't. Similar delivery
0: and sensibilities, uh, Letterkenny and Trailer Park Boys, a lot of the similar humor. And Schweitz is absolutely right. It is rapid fire uh, delivery. You've got like I, I can't I can't keep up with that show unless the subtitles are on. It's like they're speaking a different language sometimes.
4: They are. It's. R- Rural Canadian.
0: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, excellent recommendations from everybody. Before we uh, before we move on, yeah, let me recommend something I haven't even
2: watched yet. Season two of Friends from College is out, and season one was amazing. And I did not It's been years, at least three years, in between seasons.
0: Yes, and I just imagine season show.
2: two has to be fantastic. Have you guys seen season two at all? I think uh, did that just come out or was it, it... Just came out like last week? I believe. Like, okay. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. My, my wife. So like there's, th- this is a, this is a uh, completely different subject and I know Dan's favorite word right now is algorithm. Um, so I will try to refrain from saying that because I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it in the past couple of weeks, but, uh, all of these, there are so many hidden gems as far as shows go right now shows that I'm like wait you're on your fourth season and I've never even heard of this show it stars like you know it's like this show Invincible that I'm watching the the list like Seth Rogen uh John Hamm uh J.K. Simmons J- a J.K. Simmons Jason Madzoukas um I forget who else like like that the, those are like like 10th and 12th on the list of like most famous people that are doing voices for this show. And I had no idea. Like I have not seen any promotion for it. I have not heard anybody talking about it. Like nobody making the interview round. Sometimes that like, you know, gets into your sphere. Have not seen anybody really. I think I heard one person recommend it on, uh, uh, on a podcast, but one of my coworkers has watched it and he was like, it is awesome. Amazing! You should definitely check it out. He knows my sensibilities. So literally, like, word of mouth is the only way I've heard of this show. And it's ridiculously good. Like, it's it's one of, like I said, it's one of the best things I've seen so far. Um, So,
2: yeah. And that's how Friends from College just, it just, it just debuted. It's just season two's out there. No fanfare, no nothing. Right, it just right. showed up on Netflix one day. I'm like, holy shit,
0: they made a season two? Wow, that's great. It's, uh, it, it's, it's incredible. Like, I don't know what the return on the investment is for these shows. But like, I feel like there is obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a hacky thing to say, but there's, there's more, you know, amazing content to choose from than there's ever been. But it it's, I I, I can't, it, it still baffles me every time I scroll through and I'm like, Holy shit, like look at all these famous people in this show. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I've never heard never of heard it of before. It. Yeah. You
4: know? <laughs> so so I heard an interview with uh, Trevor Noah a few years ago now, where he was talking about while well, growing up in South Africa, they'd watch TV and it would be all of these like Seinfeld, like all these just top American shows. Right. And then when he moved here and like he turned on the TV and there was just some junk on because like it was like it wasn't they didn't pick the best thing, right? You know, here it was just like you know there they they catered the the menu for everyone. So he was just like, oh, there's just so much more than I ever thought, and like, but a lot of it's trash. Like we all just grew up thinking like the U.S. only has quality programming. Right? It turns out, turns out they don't. They have you know they have some good and some bad.
0: Exactly. So that's a similar premise of like cl- listening to classic rock radio, right? We we th- we listen to it and we're like, man the 60s and 70s and 80s were like the pinnacle of music, right? No, you know how much dog shit got released in those decades? We only hear the good stuff right and in in 40 years we're going to listen back and think man the 90s and 2000s and 2010s were the most incredible decades of music no it's as <laughs> dog shit as it's ever been it's as amazing as it, as it's ever been and if anything there's more music there's more incredible timeless music being released right now than there has ever been why because the the barrier to entry the the fact that i can sit in my closet and and sing into my microphone and make music you know and just sing into my my iphone 12 or whatever and make studio sounding quality music means that i can get my idea out there i don't have to go find a record label or a producer or you know a, a backing band to to allow me to to make you know, quality music that people can actually find and hear. So anyway, similar thing to what you're talking about, what Trevor Noah was talking about. I feel like you can you can apply that. We only get the good stuff filtered to us, right? We only get the, the amazing stuff. That's all that's remembered. Okay, I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I've been talking for an hour now. Uh, so who's got a good topic for me this week? Steak Sauce, I don't know if you're on the clock right now. Uh, you got something this week?
2: Yeah, I got something. I was just listening to the, uh, the second hour of today's show and the whole Charles Barkley thing where, okay, look, I'm somebody you guys might not guess this, but I fucking hate rules. I hate being told what to do. Right. I hate being told when to wake up. I like, hate alarm clocks. Like, I've worked nights my entire life just I, so I can wake up when I want to. But you grow up and you get to a point in your life where, yeah, you have to make some concessions. Sure. You know, especially regarding your career. So the fact that Barkley is going to, like, take this stance on not fat shaming women because he's Charles Barkley. And nobody tells him what to do. He's just fucking ludicrous. It's, it's stupid.
0: I, I completely agree with you. Like the life is, is, is a series of concessions and a series of, of compromise and a series of like, ideally you never stop learning and you never stop kind of getting other people's perspective on things. Now I say that ideally, eventually if things have kind of gone your way, you can also be so rich that you can tell everybody to fuck off and you can do whatever you want. That's and that's kind issue of. I had. <laughs> say that again. To
2: to, that's the other issue I had. He's waiting to get to retirement age. Yeah. Like how many millions of dollars does he have in the bank? Retire. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can retire and fashion women all day. Get social media. You yep. don't have social media. Yep. Get social Absolutely. media. You can do it all day.
0: There's yep. plenty of people who do that you absolutely right also, also the pot
4: calling the kettle
0: <laughs> yes yes that is absolutely uh yeah that that's uh um it, but see the thing the thing about charles barkley is he knows that and i think that's yeah. kind of the cover that he's using there right is that he is he's say you know he, he's kind of, it, it's it's kind of dan uh it, it's it's dan's whole whole you know comedic thing on the show is that he's a hefty dude so he can you know he can he can call james harden you know uh tubby whenever he shows up you know for for you know the season a little overweight or not looking as felt as he thinks an nba player should look john
3: yeah so uh i'm i'm just i agree with you by the way as as a like a multi-ethnic person with um you know, uh, I can make I feel like and I think this has been the, the rule of thumb that if you're from that ethnicity or if you're from that, you know, whatever it is, uh, you can make fun of those people um, as well. But if you're not, then you, you can't. So so Barkley can maybe make fun of fat like men all he wants. Right. But not being a woman, he, he, he you know, he shouldn't do it. Uh, it. I think it falls under that. But I think now, with with so much as as um, as Dan calls it woke culture, right? Which which I happen to I think fall under. You know, I'm 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 on board with not making fun of of women because of their their weight. Now, you could have the serious conversation about weight being uh, a risk factor for other things and it not being healthy and stuff like that. But with respect to, um, you know, uh, how uh, how weight has any bearing on say the person's personality or or intellect or something that's you know that's uh outside uh, outside the uh out of bounds so to right,
2: speak right um See, but i, I think, think that now with fat, with i was gonna say i think the shaming is not even an issue like that's obvious you shouldn't be doing that i think the issue i have with charles barkley is he's charles barkley nobody tells him what to do and i'm like well yeah you, you have to like i said you have to make concessions but there's ways to like so you give up a little but there's ways to give back you know yeah Start fat shaming the your producer. You're, yeah, you a... know, start fat shaming Shaq. Like, do I do things like just little tiny things? Like, I have to be here at a certain time. So I get here on time. But hey, I cheat the dress code every goddamn day. Just little tiny things, you know? Just to get yeah. that little piece of individuality and little piece of like that punk rock heart back, you know? It's right. not the little things you can do.
0: It's not punching up, right? That's always the rule in comedy, right? You want to punch up. And, uh, being Charles Barkley and punching down at, you know, uh, making fun of, of overweight women or whatever, that, that's not, you know, that's not really sticking it to the man or anything.
1: Ant, go ahead. And the thing that bothers me also about it, like, Charles could very easily, on a multitude of points, lean into I'm Charles Barkley don't tell me what to do without having to lean in on this particular aspect or this particular joke that he likes to make about you know right. big ribbon from San Antonio or whatever you know right. was like he could lean into the I'm Charles Barkley you're not gonna tell me what to do I'm going to I- I've earned the right to be raw or you know unabridged or however he wants to say it without necessarily having to lean into this one topic because he's this way about every topic it's not like this is the only topic he's this way about he thinks he has the right to sort of be you know, out there on everything. And like Steak was saying, yeah, you could fat shame Shaq to the cows come home and Shaq will punch back. And that's like, what makes the show good, you know, punching, like you said, well, punching down just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. It it makes you look worse. Exactly. It it takes away from anything you're trying to say, you're trying to back yourself up on by punching down.
0: And if you go after Shaq, you have to punch up, right? <laughs> right. And, but I think in this in this culture
3: now that we have in uh, social media now, um, women having a larger a larger voice, I, I don't think this is going to die down. I think I think there, I I think and I hope there will be repercussions. I like I like Charles Barkley. I think uh, on like his baseline is that he's a good dude, um, but I think some of these things, some of the things he says are. Are wrong and um i think there will be consequences for it
1: also sometimes i feel like compared to some other people like sometimes like charles is like thought-provoking and smart and has a take that's different but he's got like evidence behind why he thinks it. and sometimes he just wants to be like crazy guy it seems like you know like his his old take of i'm not A role model for your kids necessarily made sense that that was a solid point that he made he kids should be looking at their parents not athletes but sometimes he just seems to like i'm going to kick this door because i want to kick this door and i don't care that there's consequences because i'm charles and what are you gonna do to me kind of thing and that sort of bothers me
2: and it's out there to be out
1: there it's such a weird place to dig your heels in it's
2: such a weird you know, point that he's trying to make. It's Hill it's, to dial. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's exactly it's so weird and right, you're Charles Barkley. Nobody could tell you what to do except the people who pay your salary. Just yes. like everybody else who's employed. Exactly. You know? I can't be walking around work calling women fat. You know?
0: Yeah. Nobody yeah. And, can. It's
2: not you know, and I wouldn't
0: want to. And I remember a couple years ago, I think it was, where um I don't remember who it was that kind of took him to task, but he uh he, he showed the capability to learn from his words when he, he said some player was playing like a girl. He called, he, he insulted some NBA player by calling, by, by saying or insinuating that the way that he played was like a girl. And I remember like, uh, I think it was a, a female basketball player said, do you realize that like you're using my my career, my existence as a female basketball player as an insult? Like, you were taking my, my identity and using that to insult somebody, and he backtracked. He, he apologized and said, I, I, realize, I realize where you're coming from. So he has the ability to learn, but to Stake's point, uh, Stake, Stake makes a, a, the, the larger point of he's just being stubborn to be stubborn. It's not because he doesn't have the ability to evolve his positions and to evolve uh, his his opinion. Um, it's it's just he doesn't want to. Uh, and it's and not that's, funny. Like it's
1: yeah. not kind of like it's, it's not like he's got this really highbrow comedy. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's you not know, it's uh, not some look that uh, he's want to portraying. He's just sort of like low hanging fruit on top of it. Exactly. You know,
2: like that's yep. just 100%. the main point I was trying to make. Though is just like you give away these certain freedoms when you agree to work for somebody when you agree to take yes. money. To exactly. perform a service for them, there's certain freedoms you give up. Everybody does it. You know, and you don't see guys like there's so much other stuff that workers have to deal with and that they should be fighting for and taking taking a stand for that we can't a lot of people can't afford to, you know. Right. So it's like see somebody in his financial position take a stand over something this stupid that bothers me.
0: I I completely agree with you. Like we can't tweet out gifts of a Spider Man meme. That ends with a certain scene from a porno, right? Unless we what jump ship to the pirate ship, and then we can tweet that GIF all day long, right?
3: Exactly right, Will. Okay, all right. And and I would say and I would say that you're free. You're like you're free to tweet out and say whatever you want. You can. You're free to, but you're not free of the consequences. Precisely. Um, yeah. So, That's a like, great way and, of putting it. And, and, you know, Spider-Man memes or calling women from San Antonio heavy (laughs) or whatever, fine, you say it all you want, but that doesn't mean that you're you're not going to get fired or you're not going to get, you know, uh, repercussions from, you know, advertisers or or what have you. But anyways, uh, back to the pirate ship.
2: I I had a weird situation with this when I was a sports writer. Technically, I still am, but kind of I'm not. But we had a strict social media policy, which included no politics. And the day I moved from the sports desk to the design desk, the first thing I tweeted out was "fuck Trump," right? Because that didn't—I'm not a journalist anymore. I can say what I want no. now. Sure, but you know that's my—that
0: was a concession I had to make in order to keep my job and get paid. And you made it, Steak yeah. Sauce. The the guy—you can't tell him shit, uh, listeners. Like, if there's anybody uh, in the Lauer After Hours crew, uh, you know, Steak is going to voice his opinion first and foremost, and and that's why we love him. But he makes the concession like we all do uh, to stay employed and to to agree to certain things. Um, that's just that's just par for the course. Right. And I'll
3: just reiterate, you can take you can tell steak whatever you want, but there's going to be a consequence of like a, a, you know, a fist in your throat.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. a.m. <laughs> on, on, right. a a.
3: on a 4 a.m. Zoom call.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He will come right through that damn computer screen, uh, folks. Let me tell you. All right, that was a great topic, steak sauce. Uh who's got the next one for me? John, let's hear it.
3: All right, I wanted to get in first because it's uh usually when she comes on um everybody wants to talk about her, so I figured I'd talk about it. And that's Arlene. Um
0: Oh yeah, Arlene Chris, Chris Cody. Chris
3: Cody's uh mom and Greg Cody's wife. Right. And um I just I you know my my heart broke for her because um I uh I know what it is when your spouse like argues with you all the time, and then and never, uh, and then when it's proven that you're right, um, doesn't give you the the acknowledgement that you were right. It's just like okay, let's move on to the other the next argument, <laughs> um, and and so that that I, I sympathized with her because i go through that quite a bit
0: okay john are which, you which now, side are you on that's what i was about to ask Schweitz, it's great question oh
3: i'm on the i'm on the right side obviously um <laughs> which which is to say that i i go and i make my point i'm i'm like <laughs> my i'm like 99.8 percent accurate right you know in in my right versus wrong and um but it's almost like once once it gets proven, you know, whatever the, you know, if I say something was blue and something's red and I don't care if it's, if it's inconsequential and we we just said, Oh, this is blue and this is red. I'm talking about when, when you have like these, you know, almost comes to fisticuffs and, and you're like, or melees and, and you're like, and then all of a sudden it gets resolved. You're proven right. And, and nothing like crickets. So, so I, I had a lot of uh, sympathy there for, for Arlene Um and I just wanted also to 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 find out from you guys because I heard something and I, I didn't I went back and I heard it again and I wanted to make sure that I had it right. And it seemed to me like Arlene threw uh Chris's Chris's um, wife, Christy, under the bus a
0: little bit. Did anybody catch that? Hmm. Who wants to take this? Cause I don't I remember listening to that, but I don't remember the exact details of the conversation.
3: Well, let's go around the horn. I wrote it down, and and uh, or I can give you the the kind of the, the line, and then you guys can tell me if I was right, right Give us wrong.
0: the line first. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea.
3: So so this was when they were talking about how how much Greg hates, um, over ordering or ordering to have leftovers, and and. She said, she said something to
0: the effect of... Which is so um, weird, by the way. I just want to... Can, can we just highlight that for a second? Yes. Like, like yes. what the hell, Greg? Leftovers are incredible. Cold pizza is amazing. What is your problem, dude? Like, I love you. Like, you're one of my favorite... <laughs> members of this show but that is the most bizarre thing like how much over like how, how much leftover pizza could we possibly yeah, it wasn't be like, it was like
1: i want 10 pies when they needed two he was like we'll get a third one because we'll get a third we want one different
0: toppings and yeah, like 20 bucks
4: mathematically you should be ordering the largest pizza available he's not because, wrong <laughs> because if you do the math on the area it's so much more than yes yes one large is bigger than two meetings that's exactly a, right we,
0: that that's a we, we should we should pause right there because that is like a a little bit of of mathematical magic that we can save for another show um that, that's a good topic right there of why you should order the large always uh but back back to what you were saying John let's hear the let's hear the line
3: so yeah so so she says well um the only reason we ordered the extra pie was because christy wanted uh an extra pie and um and so that and then she went ahead and said and kind of said and we get and we want to make christy happy. Uh, whatever she wants, you know, something to that effect. Like, we want to make Christy happy, so we get her whatever she wants, and that, um, in my ears, rung like a little bit uh, uh, sassy, Uh-oh. um, Uh-oh. of her. And little... I don't know if you guys heard it or not, or <laughs> what you thought.
0: Little, little so, mother in law, daughter in law kind of rivalry
3: mm-hmm. thing. So, okay, Schweitz,
4: go ahead. Uh, I take that as she likes Christy so much that she knows her son's a bit of an idiot at times.
0: Ooh.
4: And she she wants her happy because she wants her to stick around because she loves that grandkids.
0: <laughs> oh, and also also she knows like, she, you know, being married to Craig, she she empathizes like like that. That's a very good point right there. The, the maybe that was actually empathy jumping through the uh, <laughs> jumping through the speakers there. I, like and, it. I I and what's
1: was, was going to agree with there on that. Definitely. Especially the way like Greg, like whenever he needles her about shrimp or what, you know, he, <laughs> he seems to be much more going after the daughter-in-law in some ways, right, right. like not in a, like a fun way, like in a, like, yeah, I'm going to laugh about this, but this pisses me off that you do this or that I can't make this meal because you're allergic to X, Y, or Z. And it's like, get over yourself, Greg.
0: So uh, something that you guys are making me realize right now, um, uh, my dad is not necessarily a Greg Cody. He's his own. Oh,
4: we've, we've seen pictures.
0: Okay. You've seen pictures, right? (laughs) Like my dad is like a character. Uh, he's, he's kind of indescribable, which is why Schweitz just said we've seen pictures, uh, because it's hard to explain him. Um, I'm, Acutely aware of all the weird shit that my dad does, right? That all the weird things that I grew up with that like makes him just hard to deal with, hard to handle. However, I can't stop myself from doing my own weird shit that I know that my wife is probably like, you know, kind of developing the same things that I grew up with my mom going, holy shit, why is your dad this way? Right. Like, I can't stop myself from, you know, walking around the house doing Greg Cody things like I, I've i had Madonna's in the groove stuck in my head for four fucking days you guys and I cannot stop singing it and then once I'm done singing it like Madonna what do I do I sing it like Bob Dylan or Neil Young or droopy dog or the dude from Molly Hatchet I don't know why but like it's just these involuntary hold on, hold on. can things. we can we get
2: it can we get, can a, get a, droopy a droopy
0: dog, dog. <laughs> droopy dog <please>. um <laughs> oh my god I'm blanking on the lyrics somebody get me the lyrics to Madonna's in the groove right now I've I like if you just <laughs> You really just did the thing where, like, you asked me. Um, uh, hold on. Let me let me look. You know how to get a song out of your head, right? Listen to it. That hasn't that hasn't worked. But you sing the end. But this one fades out. That's that's the problem with this one. Like, even if I sing the end of this song, I just get quieter. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, while he looks looks for it. Okay, so so do you want uh you want droopy dog? get into the groove boy you've got to prove your love to me get up on your feet yeah step to the beat boy what will it be ta-da all right how was that was that pretty excellent. good excellent for the,
2: there
0: you for go
3: the encore <laughs> Let, let's get an encore debbie deb
0: <laughs> i i will uh, i'll practice that for next week but yeah like i've just i've i get like a melody stuck in my head so point being back to the original subject and I apologize for derailing it to the point where I'm doing impressions of cartoon characters from the 60s uh but Greg Cody kind of throwing uh Christie under the bus or or, or rather Erlene uh, her appearance throwing Christie under the bus uh what what do you think I, getting our perspective on it which do you think it was was it throwing it under the bus or empathizing with her
2: I think it was empathy I, I I've seen this where my mom ended up liking my wife better than she likes me. <laughs> right, right.
0: And she knew how much
2: I needed my wife and how much I was going to depend on her. And so she wanted to make do everything possible to make sure that Jen is happy. Right. That's where I took it. So she wants to make sure, what's her name, Christy? Everything's Christy is perfect and she's always going to be there for Chris Cody. That's exactly so I feel point. like. Uh, yeah, that's what I took it as.
0: That's a, well, that's. that's... Great. I think that's the the more uh that that's the sweeter notion, uh, you know, the, the sweeter option of the two so. That's what I was
3: hoping, that that it wasn't uh like a passive aggressive swipe, you know, right, where right. where you're like it sounds like, Oh yeah, you know, we love to to keep her happy, you know, and and then <laughs> that that kind of passive aggressiveness. It, in the previous um, in the previous like talks that they've had with her, she didn't come across that way. It's just that one just sounded a little like I
1: said, passive. Right,
2: right. Um, uh, so I I can't imagine a woman with the patience to be married to Greg Cody could ever get irked by something uh, her, her
0: daughter-in-law would do. Right, that's a good Agreed. point. That's a very Agreed. valid point,
1: especially when her son Chris is like Greg 2.0. Yes, exactly. Be come on, I mean, like I'm swayed. I'm swayed. You guys swayed me.
0: Even though, and that's, that's kind of what I was, I was getting at with bringing up my dad is that Chris is aware acutely of all the shit that his dad does that drives people up the wall. However, Chris is his own version of that. He might do, he might not do the exact same things that Greg does, but he has his own brand new traditions of driving his wife up the wall. uh, That just as much as his dad has driven his, his poor saint of a mother Earlene up the wall over the years. So got that
3: Greg imprint.
0: Exactly. John, great topic this week, man. All right. Aunt. Schweitz, who wants to go next? Ant's got his hand up. Go ahead. So I'm going to go
1: back to John's first point about arguing with the wife. And uh, what I find I run into a lot is similarly to John. In the end, my wife's like, no, you can't say that. I'm like, but it's the truth. Like right. It's a fact. Like the answer is X. You may, you want to tell me to say it differently? Fine. But you can not tell me I can't say, you know, this is the case when it's the case. Um, well, you can't say it that way. You can't talk that way or, you know you shouldn't, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, oh, you shouldn't, you know, criticize your kid that way. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can argue that point. But like, they did X wrong. Like, right, right. they didn't mean to. I'm not saying, how dare you? It's like, hey, you didn't do that right. You should have done it this way. Like, you know, there's there's an answer or a fact. And, and she's not an anti-factor in any way. She's, she's pro-truth in fact, but she's sure. like, Oftentimes when we argue about something or we're going through something, she's like, but you can't do that. I'm like, why? It's the truth. That like, The answer is X. Like, so I won't, does anyone else run into that?
0: The, the message just needs to be delivered in a different way that I, I, I've always said 90% of life of getting through life, you know, in somewhat of a, of a happy, you know, positive, uh, manner. And, and I'm, I'm saying that very loosely here, you know, with, without, you know, the mental health side, you know, uh, you know, a part of this conversation, I just mean tact right? The word tact is something that a lot of people fail to utilize in, their, in, in, in the way they go about life. Tact goes a long way. If you try to have tact in a situation, it helps smooth things out tremendously. Schweitz, what's your, uh, what's your experience there? Well, it's funny because uh, I was
4: listening to PPG earlier today and one of their topics was what does your spouse do that uh, inconveniences you? and i started laughing and i immediately i think messaged ali and was like if i was on this episode i would be getting divorced right now because i
0: (laughs) no way i could have that conversation right now especially okay "Mm -hmm." well hopefully your wife doesn't listen because even you just alluding uh
4: she might hear me right now
0: oh Um, schweitz i'm uh it's but but, is she in the room room with you right now blink blink hard twice Okay. All right. Eyes are wide open. She, she, okay. She's upstairs.
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, she could still probably hear me though. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it just happens. Like you have to, you have to learn who you're talking to and and what their expectations are and how to deliver that message is, is just as important
0: because,
4: you know, we, you know, we, as I have mentioned many times, we have a two month old right now. And so generally one of us is sleep deprived, not necessarily me every time, but, uh, One of us is usually physically exhausted or mentally exhausted, not usually at the same time. So knowing how to communicate with the other person when, you know, recognize that, hey, I don't have to say this right now. I can wait till tomorrow where I know you're rested or you can you can wait till you know that like I I don't want to walk anymore today. So we're, we're, we're not going to have this conversation. So I think that's part of it too, is understanding when to deliver the message. Sure. Sure. Just as much as how to deliver the message.
0: The, the angle of attack, um, the, yeah, the, the style in which the message is delivered does not change the message. It just changes how receptive the person is going to be to it. Right? Like that's, again, that's, that's under that umbrella of tact, how you approach a situation. It goes such a long way, uh, you know, tone of voice, time of day. Um, you know, the, 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 um, you know, what, position the person is in in the moment in which you're about to deliver this news or whatever the message might they be. they have a
1: really bad day, they're going to Exactly, like going to exactly.
0: Saying. It doesn't change whether the information you're delivering is truthful or not or accurate or change anything about the information. It just changes whether you're, go- you're about to have, you're about to, to deliver it in a manner that's going to be received worth a shit or if this is just going to turn into an argument you're having 10 years down the road. Whether it could be about the smallest most insignificant thing ever that's not the point the point is how you're going to get the message across right so that's a that's a very very valid point Schweitz. uh anybody else want to incriminate themselves on the podcast medium john or steak sauce anybody want to dip their toes, their toes in these dangerous waters
2: i'll do a little bragging here me and uh, hot sauce have been together about 13 years and i could probably count our total like serious arguments and disagreements on less than two hands, less
0: than two, you know, eight, eight or nine, I'd say. That's amazing.
2: And I'm just, it's, Round of and applause, it's all because dude. of me. It's all because of me. I'm giving no credit to her.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. And you've ruined take it. No, somebody no, cut his, his microphone off. He has somebody mute him. Somebody <laughs> send this to her.
3: Right. He's absolutely right. I'll I'll take...
2: I'm very laid back. I don't sweat the small stuff, man. Like, I don't worry about, like, little tiny shit, you know. Right, like, it's right. not like life altering. I don't stress about it. You know, just like it's not worth getting in arguments and disagreements, and you know, you got to pick your battles. This goes for parenting, too, man. Like I'm, probably got to be the least stressed out parent ever, just because I'm just like, yeah, go ahead. Like you're not going to die from it. Go do it. Right. You know, like I'm not, I'm not monitoring screen time. I'm like, if it'll shut you up for a few hours, go on YouTube. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. you. You know what that that I see that come across in your personality, mainly in the chat, by uh, your gambling habits and and what i mean by that is that's uh,
4: eight of the nine fights
0: yeah Yeah. yeah, that's probably very very (laughs) accurate but what i mean by that is like you know what Easy come, easy go. You know, I win some today. I lose some tomorrow. I'm not going to sweat, you know, the the little bit that I'm up and I'm not going to sweat, you know, when I the little bit that I'm down or the giant bit that I'm down sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I see that come across in your personality, but also, like you said, your parenting style in that. Uh, You know, as long as as long as you're not knocking somebody up or, you know, getting, you know, addicted to the hard stuff or something, you know, like the the major things we we always want our kids to look out for. um, You know, just you're you're there to pick them up back up when they have their missteps. That's part of being a parent and being a good parent Their missteps. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yes, but I, I know what Stig is talking about. Yeah, I mean, I I try not to sweat the small stuff, but I I've told my wife, I said, "Do you know how lucky you are that I don't talk to you?" You know, like <laughs> really, because if if I spoke to you more often, we'd end up in a lot more arguments. And I think I think those couples that end up uh, talking to each other end up in a hell of a lot of more arguments. <laughs> I say, you're welcome. I say, you know, like man one on one. I say, you're welcome.
2: I will give a lot of credit. That was great, John. I will give a lot of credit to the success of our relationship to me working from 4 p.m. to midnight and her working from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. for the majority of our relationship where we see each other about a half an hour a day, maybe 10, 15 minutes a day. You know, five times a, a week. So, I have helps. a
3: similar time, like time frame with my wife. Yeah. She works overnights and I work days. So, it tends, That's really it tends to work.
2: really yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> helpful. That's funny as hell.
0: I've never thought about that. Uh, they talk about how, well, and and maybe this is, maybe this is the secret, right? Like maybe the, the, the whole topic of like communication is the key to a healthy marriage is that the communication is limited to like about 15 minutes a day. So, you know, you, you're kind of, you're narrowing your, your possibilities of getting into an argument. So you just don't have them. Right. I haven't seen any
2: numbers, but I assume during the pandemic when everyone's locked in the house together i assume divorce rates like skyrocketed yeah, yeah, and things divorce and pregnancy. Once, my, once my wife got furloughed pregnancy went down i was like she's gonna fucking hang out with me all day long like yeah she's gonna hate me by the end of this but no we came out stronger
3: schweitz, cancellation sh- headphones
2: went up
0: yes yes up. absolutely they did and schweitz is right pregnancy rates really dropped during the yeah. pandemic why people couldn't afford it well, they couldn't, they couldn't afford, afford another kid. Kids.
2: But yeah. also, kids
0: you yes. Them. What, what, what do they, like, What's what? the old saying? The, the number one pregnancy deterrence is being around kids. Yeah.
2: Right? They, I, mm-hmm. I saw a tweet, too, at the beginning of the pandemic that any child born or conceived during this pandemic is going to be a first child. Yes. There ain't no way somebody's stuck in a house with two or three kids and like, hey, let's have another one. That sounds great.
0: Yep, and and, and uh, after a while, I think you know some people were like, you know, th- the this whole experience is getting to me to the point where like it's it's depressing, you know, like you know it it the last thing I want to do is is uh you know the the all the fun stuff that precedes having the kid. Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of
1: my Sundays get out of here.
0: Exactly. Exactly. After a while it all, you know, when you're stuck in the house with another person, it all starts to feel like a Sunday, which means you don't get the excitement of a Sunday when it all kind of runs together and, and, you know, spills from one day into the next. So it kind of loses that, that sheen, that, 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 uh, allure, if you will.
3: Don't talk to your wife so much and you may get some Wednesdays.
0: Yeah,
4: that's true. That's true. So so when I first moved to Canada, I joined this gym that was near my work. And there were a bunch of guys in the locker room there that I would say were in their uh, late 40s, early 50s. And probably five of them at one point were just like, when you get married, start cheating on her right away. Because you'll feel so guilty. You'll feel so guilty you'll 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 treat your wife perfect wait and canadians just, said this yes that goes everything i know I about
2: know. canadians <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and, and,
4: and it's like and it's just like i'm just horrified and the, like you know i was at that gym for a few years like i talked to these guys you know canadians canadians yes as far as i know <laughs> and it you was just, it was just hor- it was just horrifying and they were all just like yeah we do like and and it would not surprise me at all if, like they were all just dead serious but like or i at first i thought they were fucking with me and then it's just like no i think they this is how they are good they're fucking with their and i was and i was <laughs> just like
2: doesn't having an affair just seem like too much work to everybody or am yes. i have, i yes. told I, I have told, have told my wife problems
3: with one woman It's what hard to get one woman in mine
2: too this not, is the you whole have to conversation have to think of new lies and like lock your phone and my my wife play. and i my wife
4: and i thing, man. Too much my wife and i said from the beginning she's like every once in a while she's like she hears like dating stories from some of her friends just like i'm so glad we 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 found each other yeah and i'm like yeah. i am never cheating on you because i am not even <laughs> attempting to get back on that like no like what what you think i have time like no. you know? and I can't exhausted. I'm, I'm exhausted
3: now I can't even satisfy one woman. What am I going to try to do for the second one?
2: <laughs> See, I was talking about just generally having an affair and, like, trying to cover up all your lies and shit. That oh, fantastic. that that seems like,
0: like a miserable existence.
2: Dating right now seems like the best time in the history of the world to date with all the apps. You don't really even have to leave the house, man. You don't have to go to a bar and ring up a giant bar tab and, like, talk to strangers and, like, get shot down. And, like, man. You're like, that, that's I just, very.
0: I my drinking problem just to gain enough confidence to talk to girls in bars. That's very no, true, that. but I also wonder about, like, inner, like, kind of personal social skills, right? Like, that experience of going to a bar and and chatting with a person, talking with a person, right? Like... The uh the that experience is kind of going to go by the wayside for a lot of people that are using nothing but these dating apps. So I kind of so my wife and I met on a dating pro like website. It wasn't an app yet because there weren't even smartphones. Uh, it was one of and it was not even one of the popular ones. It was Plenty of Fish. If you guys remember that uh hellscape of a website, another Christian one. Um, would, no, 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 no. Well, wait. Was it? No. I think I, you sure? I think it was. I think I it was. for Jesus.
1: I mean, it wasn't like E crazy, but it was like fish was like a Jesus reference. I thought. Well,
0: maybe. It. Holy shit. No. Did I? Plenty of I fish in the sea. That Come will on. blow my fucking mind if <laughs> you you're do. telling me that was a Christian dating website because that is not the angle that I thought the uh, the website kind of had. I mean, sure, so, there
3: was a lot of Christian rock talk, but I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, you, you know, now that you mention it, John, uh, <laughs> that that is uh, – man i it was staring me right in the face right underneath my nose um but wow. no my
2: favorite band is dc talk
0: too <laughs> Yeah, exactly wow. exactly i was wondering why she had like uh scott stapp from creed as her profile and the um, uh, Belt. picture and stuff yeah exactly I thought they meant
4: washington dc <laughs> yeah
0: exactly i thought dc talk was like a uh, a local sports talk radio show uh in dc that uh that, that had like a christian angle to it um Okay. Uh, Yeah. I I met my wife on plentyoffish.com and I kind of made my profile as a joke, but it was kind of on the cusp of like, it was still before you, you kind of wanted to admit that you met your wife on a dating profile. Now it's just common, common, you know, people don't even think twice about it to say that we met on any of these, these dating apps. Did anybody else meet their wife online? So Ant's raising his hand. I did.
1: Well, so, so in New York, there's a magazine called Time on New York that they reach every week. And it's mostly like, what's going on? What are the places to go? And in the back, they had personals. And so I used to read it. And I said, Ah, what the heck? You know, it's just one more, you know, back then it was just one more avenue. And the funny story is I almost didn't write my wife because the picture of her dating was her with her arm around the guy and uh-huh. then she had just cut the guy out and my first <laughs> one was like, God, you can't even like take a decent picture. But that's was like, funny I was as like hell. personally offended even before it wrote it. <laughs> I ended up finding out it was her and her brother at her brother's wedding. But I was just like, I wasn't right. She was like, why i am like Cause I was just like, you can't even get a good picture of yourself to, I mean, the picture was fine, but it was obviously, right, right. it, here, and it was cut like here. And I was just like, but yeah. So you know that, what? Not... She
0: was probably using that picture specifically because she's like, if some dipshit out there can't handle me having my arm around some other dude, then he's not worth my time in the first place. Probably. So she almost <laughs> filtered your uh, you know, petty little ass true. out yeah. of her life. So this is, this and this is I'm, I'm glad you overcame that resistance and that you met your wife. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. You doofus. All right. Uh Schweitz <laughs> raised his hand. Uh he met his wife online. So we've got so sixty percent of us met our our wives on the internet. So like, yeah, so we're we're kinda on the cusp of that generation. Now younger folks are, are doing it all the time. Um I, I didn't mean doing it, but but kinda, yeah. Also but they you know, are actually that is, yeah, exactly, swiping left exactly. and right. And- all right. We are we are close to an hour on this podcast. Schweitz. I don't think you have brought up your topic yet. Let's go ahead and hit this one.
4: I'm going to go off the off the cuff a little bit from what I was talking to you about earlier. But uh, so I tweeted about this last week. My son will run up to people at the park. He's very excited. He He likes seeing adults. And he will run up to people and yell grandma or grandpa, and they will not be of the proper age. It's just he gets he just gets excited. He knows I'm there. So he just assumes that like, hey, is grandpa coming to the park and he'll run up. That's he the cutest it.
0: thing I've ever heard, by the way. Like that 27 is years
3: old. you watch. You watch that. <laughs> Are you sure he doesn't have face blindness? <laughs> Steak, I,
0: I, you're kind of hard to hear. He, he said uh, he was 37 years old. Yes, but he will—he will go up to like,
4: you know, forty-year-old people. Like, especially when he does it to women, he goes up to them and yells, "Grandma!" And it just oh, like you man. just see their, you just see their souls break. But he's also really cute when he's doing it, <laughs> right, so they don't right. know how to react. And, uh, you know, for if, if we're in the stroller and walking down the street, and it's like, "Hey, Grandpa!" And like, we've had people, like, "No, I'm not your great. What are you talking about? I'm <laughs> I'm thirty-six. What are you?" Like, people take it personally. It's really funny. Um, that's even that's okay. that's hilarious, actually.
1: How are you not taping this to put on Twitter? That's what oh, I want whoa, That's a good because,
4: point. Well, because it's also he, he does it like he doesn't do it every time, but he does it really sporadically. And there's a lot of kids around. So you don't usually uh, get the get the videos out with uh, with other kids in the shot. Right. So Canada just, may have
2: laws against. Them. You know what he, you know what he's doing when he yells it to the women, right? When he calls women grandma. <laughs> he's making sure you don't listen to your Canadian buddies and have an affair. That's yes, right. that's very true. So. Uh, you getting out of trouble, man. He's a good boy. Um, I had yeah, like to play, play by him. But, yeah,
4: no, I just want to know, like, what, you know, I think everybody in here has kids. Like, what what did your kids do that created very awkward uh, scenarios for you that uh, you're allowed to talk about right now? Hmm.
2: I'm going to tell mine real quick. It wasn't something my kids did. It was something I did. And uh, my, my daughter just got here with my food, so I'm going to be real quick. But, dude, when I was a kid, the Giants, New York football Giants, had a uh, coach named Ray Hanley. And uh, my dad used to call him Ray Handjob, and I was like, "What's a handjob?" You know, and he goes, "Oh, that's when you punch somebody in the balls and punch them in the dick." So for like a few weeks after that, oh, I was no. to threatening to give people handjobs until <laughs> so I uh, got until <laughs> the parents came in.
0: Oh my I god! Eleventh grade. That's fantastic. I was thirty seventh year. Last week. That's so good, Steak. So good. Such a, such a good answer. Like, even if it doesn't quite fit the criteria, that's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Aunt or John, y'all got any, uh, any stories that line up with uh, what Schweitz is talking about?
3: I I do. It's, it's not, I can't remember anything that like really um, perturbed me, but my, my kids, because my wife is the drinker of the two, I, I seldom drink, but she has her own like beer fridge. Um. Uh, my kids think that like she drinks you know she comes home and she'll crack a beer or something or or maybe have a glass of wine so my kids at times in 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 some mixed company will talk about how like oh yeah my mom you know drinks all this beer or drinks all this wine and (laughs) and makes her sound like 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 a like a raging alcoholic (laughs) right right. and she's like no I only have one beer when I come right. home and I need to distress, or I only have one thing. Why? And meanwhile, they're like, "No, you, you're having beers all the time." And, oh man, and that that just drives my wife nuts
0: they walk in and out of the room and they see like the same can but they just in their head they're like oh that's mom's sixth beer tonight and in reality you're nursing the same one over the course (laughs) of like three hours or whatever or the same glass of wine yeah Yeah. kids are very bad about that my speaking of that my kids all the time and they're older now like the youngest one is 15 uh my step sons and But when they were younger, they would do the same thing. they're like, oh, you know, Mr. Will... Because they grew up, like, calling me Mr. Will, which they still do. It's like a term... It's weird when other people hear it. They're like, your kids call you Mr. But it's like a term of endearment because it was the first thing that they learned to call me when, when me and my wife were very, very like, like in the early stages of our relationship. So it's a term of endearment where they're like, oh, Mr. Wills, you know, Mr. Wills drunk again when I'm just like joking around with them or whatever. They'll, they'll make those comments and I'm like, God, dude, shut up. Like I'm not. Damn, dog, you're blowing a spot up right now in front of your grandma or whoever else, you know, is, is around at the time. Aunt, go ahead. Well, I'm going to
1: stick with the same theme of, uh, of the drinking stories, except my kids used to do it about my mother-in-law. And I feel like they would say, would say like <laughs> something like, and and my, I would say similar to John's wife, my mother in law she's a teacher, but sometimes we'll come home and she's been a bad day. And one of those days she yeah. needs to crack a wine Absolutely. and sometimes she'll open a beer and she'll split it with my father-in-law and it'll be nothing. And sometimes she's like, but I remember at least two specific instances where like m- my daughter said something and the woman had a look like, did you just call your grandma an alcoholic? And she didn't, <laughs> but it was sort of like into that? And it was just right, like, right. Oh, yeah, well, grandma had another wine. It was like, what do you, like, and my daughter's like five or six or something. It was like, uh, no, not exactly. Like, you're, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's like after church at, like, the the party for whoever whatever, like, well, grandma, did you bring the wine today? And it's like, "What are you, like, what are you doing to me? Like,
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> man kids kids love love blowing your spot up as the uh I, I don't even know if young people still say that phrase anymore but I'm just gonna pretend that. like they do
4: young people don't listen to this pod that's true that's true Nobody so it doesn't
0: either. matter that's why it's a good point good point All right, we're gonna land the plane right there. That was a great, great round of topics that we had this week. I appreciate everybody's input. That was wonderful. Uh, Steak Sauce had to hop off because, uh, like he said, his daughter brought him some food at work. So you can find him on Twitter at I. What what is it? Wait, I am am Kevinito. Okay, I am Kevinito on Twitter. uh, K e v i n i t o. I believe is how you spell that. And where can we find you on Twitter? At Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Wonderful. Popple John's, John in Miami, where can we find you on Twitter? At Burger Beast. At Burger Beast, wonderful. All right, uh, Schweitz, where can we find you?
4: You can find me in San Antonio.
0: All right, all right. We, we can find Schweitz uh, getting some churros with uh, some with phlegm, uh, with phlegm and okay. with women of all sizes.
3: I was about to say, I think he's don't take that Canadian
0: advice, man. No, do don't not do, do it. that. Do not, not in San Antonio. I, I can't answer this answer. No, do not uh, do not chat up um, as Mr. Charles Barkley would say: uh, those big old women, those small old women medium-sized women just don't know women just don't right okay. so don't take that advice from uh those people at those i care those about are, you those were terrible canadians um terrible I, I still don't beings. believe they were canadians i it's hard to believe john is absolutely right terrible terrible people um you can find me on twitter at wapplehouse w-a-p-p-l-e-h-o-u-s-e and follow the show at Lauer After Hours on Twitter, on Instagram. We really appreciate you. Go check out some merch. Uh, what's the website for the merch? Help me out here. Shop.lowerafterhours.com. Wonderful. And what's the website that you run for us, Ant? Just
1: LauerAfterHours.com if you're looking for catching up on old podcasts or the stuff we've done with the hats or different things. So
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. We really appreciate you listening this week and we will see you next time.